Hello and welcome to Everyday Inspiration for Davidson County Schools podcast series. It's the show where educators share their insight and wisdom on what it means to be an everyday inspiration. Hey everybody, Libby here, and today I have Miss Holly Fine with me. And Holly, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Well, not here, but you know what I mean. We're <laughs> virtually with each other, right? Yes, We're all in heart and spirit virtually. <laughs> Well, Holly is a media coordinator at Denton Elementary School, and I was really excited to talk with Holly today because you are our first um, media coordinator that we've interviewed, so we're going to talk about what this year has been like for you, but to get started, could you tell us a little bit about your background in education? Yes, I, uh, let's see, I went to Appalachian State, and as soon as I graduated from there. It was a December graduate. I came to Silver Valley as a TA, but I was only there for about a month and a half before I got hired in February over at Southmont Elementary. And I taught um, third, first, second, and third there, a mixture of all the years. I bounced around over there for some fun. And uh, so over there, I spent about seven years And then I moved back to my hometown, which is uh, Denton. I knew I always wanted to come back to Denton Elementary, just something about teaching in the little school that you walked around in as a kid. It's it's very unique and special. It's a little gem here that I wanted to come back to. And so I spent one year here in the general classroom as a third grade and the media coordinator position came open and I knew I knew I loved teaching kids in a smaller setting with 20 of them and getting to know them like that but I also thought it would be absolutely extraordinary to be able to teach 360 some of them and know every single one of them and their background story and have an impact on every single kid's education and so I have done that for uh, last year cut short and the full year this year. So I've been in this position for two years. Well, and most of our listeners probably don't know that um, we both went through school together a year apart. So it's been, Mm -hmm. it's been great because, you know, we kind of grew up playing ball together and then in our professional career, we worked together while you were in the classroom and we've worked together even more so um, since you've, uh, entered the role of media coordinator. That's a role that um, has a lot of responsibility as far as technology goes, not just the Mm -hmm. books and the library. There's a lot of responsibilities that extend beyond that. Tell us what this past year has been like (laughs) juggling the library and all of the tech. It is for everyone, it's been absolutely insane, but I, I got into the media coordinator position thinking, man, it'd be great to teach them all. I'll teach them a love for learning and I'll, you know, read the books. We'll do the hands-on activities. And so I came into it with the misconception that that's all that this job really kind of entails is just reading, checking out the books. And I knew it would be teaching all of them, but coming into it, it it was very eye-opening to everything that 
comes through this position. Um, the technology part, I have kind of learned along the way. Uh, when you get your, um, your library science master's, you can add on technology, but you don't have to. And so a lot of it is self-taught and thank goodness for you and Lori, because I think I have knocked down y'all's door 15 times trying to figure out things either for the teachers or myself. Um, but it is uh, trying to juggle, especially at the beginning, it was chaotic trying to do the big rollout of all these laptops. And my favorite picture is of my um, ETS, my tech support um, person. Some people would call her an assistant, but she is my right-hand woman. <laughs> like she is not an assistant. She does everything and beyond for that. And I could not do the technology part without her. I don't think any of us could. And so she, uh, my favorite picture, she had about probably about 75 Chromebooks bags stacked up and we were trying to process all of them at the beginning. We had energy drinks and sodas and we were trying, that was about two days before school started and we were expected to get it all out. And so it has been absolutely insane trying to keep up with it. It did settle down once all the teachers got a little more comfortable. We knew they could do it. We knew they were capable of it. It was just that big learning curve for everyone. And so once they started kind of feeling more confident in what they could do, it started kind of simmering down. So now it's just a matter of all the cracked screens and the headphone jacks and the boogers getting stuck in the middle of the keyboards and y'all would be surprised y'all see you know the the text <laughs> these things are disgusting and so <laughs> trying to juggle um kind of still teaching because I got pulled out of the enrichment this year because of COVID and so um making sure that I got to see as many kids as I still possibly could uh was a challenge because you know they were only here a b day how can we serve them and still have an important role in their lives whenever the teachers only had a slice of time with them and it was precious. So um, we, we've had to really change how we've done this position this year to accommodate it, at least for Denton. And it's different for each media coordinator in whatever role that they play there. It's very unique. Well, and you touched on several really important points there. And one is that our ETMS staff really are so important and they too work very closely with you to handle all of the technology. And that has been um, crucial for us this year in order to teach our children. And I'm really excited to see how next year we um, roll out one-to-one -one Chromebooks for students, and hopefully it'll be a less stressful process for everyone. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but when you were nominated for this interview, um, it was mentioned that you tr you did some creative things to make sure that COVID did not prevent students from not having access to books. I think a wagon was maybe went mentioned. <laughs> um, what what oh. did you do in order to to make oh. books available to your students as much as you possibly can, but in a safe way? And that was, I think, part of me has blocked out that it was a great time to be able to get it to them but also part of me is like, oh, PTSD on that. <laughs> like, right. It, um, it was very important um, for me personally for kids to be able to still have access to the books because I knew, you know, this part of the literature is where they find that love for reading. Um, and so we ended up 
we had a little red wagon and then uh, we had a fold out wagon and we would have one that was for the quarantine books that they would return it to. And then one was all the books that we threw all in there, which was grade level appropriate, high interest, nonfiction, fiction. Uh, we Sometimes we forced poetry on them just for like, nope, you got poetry out today, which is going to check out. So we kind of got, it was a blessing to be able to kind of navigate them a little bit in their choices. But we did, we rolled it to every single hallway and we would put them out. Uh, we'd have about 100 to 150 books that we would line the hallway with. And one classroom at a time, we would come out, we had our gloves, we had our mask. The kids knew they just held the books up so we could see the scanner and they put it in the quarantine wagon and then they would go and they would stand by the books they wanted and just point to it. So we would run and grab the ones that they would want it, check it out. And so we would do each hallway, which is an average of, you know, 70 some kids on each hall or each grade level and uh, trying to navigate that. And then, you know, if you had one out or one missing, you try to run an extra book to them, you know, because they were out because they were in quarantine. Um, so we did. We did mobile checkout with our books, which is it was it was neat. It was fun. It was great to see how excited they were. Like, this guy's coming with the wagon. Like, and it was me and Miss Farrell. And uh, so they got used to that system and they did beautiful with it from kindergarten to fifth grade and then of course the fifth graders were like can I request this for next time I'm like do you know how hard it is to find it in this <laughs> wagon kiddo they're like I see one in the corner down there could you dig <laughs> but it was it was neat to see just after they had been away from it for so long how much even just simply you know getting a book that they could have in their hands and it was okay for them and then even though it was a ton of work to you know, roll it out each, like every 30 minutes, rolling it down and grabbing more and then bringing them back here and quarantining and sanitizing them. It was worth every second of it to see what they enjoyed from it. So yeah, the, the mobile wagon, I'm surprised. Well, not surprised because that is one of those memorable moments. But whew, whew. I'm sure that was <laughs> a lot of coordinating because I, what most people probably don't know about Denton and what makes it really unique is that the media center is not actually connected to um, the buildings that house the classroom. So mm -hmm. I imagine that you did have to make extra effort being that students don't typically pass through the media center mm -hmm. unless they are making a point to go there. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that students really appreciated that effort teachers staff everyone in your building definitely took notice too so thank you so much for all of that hard work and we're going to move now into to our final three segments so this is just our fun final three questions um, about you so first question is there a recent book or show that you have binged oh my god well i have a five-year-old three-year-old and a one-year-old so whenever I say what we've been you're probably gonna be like lame but in a mama <laughs> world I am rocking we're doing the pj mask I am saying I am up to date with all those and paw patrol I will be able to tell you what chase and rubble are doing thank you very much so <laughs> that's pretty much my world and so uh as far as if I can cram in an actual show <laughs> in there uh I have done let's see I've done I know the, uh, that tiger one. Oh, <laughs> tiger guess. king. Yes. Everyone I had to have watched that one, Everyone right? Had to, like, and I mean, it's one of those guilty things. I'm like, yes, I did it. I'm so sorry. I feel like I have to like 
confessional there that I did that. But mostly, most of my time, I'm still, um, you have to get your master's. A lot of people don't realize that for this position, um, that you do have to get your master's in uh, library science. That way you can run a program, you can do the finances behind it and the outreach that comes to it. And to be able to do it in a school library, you have to have some specialties in literature as well. And so um, I'm still currently working on that through Appalachian State uh, Online Virtual School. And so uh, a lot of times when it comes to reading, that is what I'm reading and right. doing after bedtime. So between a Paw Patrol and some, you know, Peppa Pig, PJ Mask and a little bit of ASU stuff, that's where, where I'm at right now. And a little bit of Tiger King. But it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I love it. All right. What about the best or worst advice you've ever get you've ever received or given? The best advice I have ever gotten, I think it was, let's see, it was from it was a mixture of a couple of teachers, but one was a one lady who was in the conversation was Vicki Mock, our old superintendent's wife. And she was done up and we were all in the conversation. And it was like, you know what, girls, y'all are the professionals. Y'all are. And people always will make you feel like you're not, but you are. So you go in, you close the door and you teach. You just teach them. You teach them and you love them. And I think Allie Wall was in there in that conversation too. And so it was just, it was a good moment to be with peers of, you know, teachers who just, advocate and who are like yeah we do know what we're doing even though there is a lot of people who will make us feel like we are less than there's a lot of paperwork that makes us feel like we are less than there's a lot of bureaucratic stuff that we have to go over and the the process and I do that in quotations because everybody knows about the process and it it's just the way it is and so just to have that moment where someone said you know what just close your door and teach you know what you're doing and have faith in that it, uh, it's gotten me through some times where I felt like I was spinning out of control that I didn't know what I was doing. I'm like, yes, you do. You, it might not feel like it, but you do because you've been there. And even if I was a BT, I'd be like, I've went through school and I'm still learning. So just close your door and teach. Thank you, Allie Wall, the mock and all of them for instilling <laughs> that in me. It's amazing what a little bit of assurance can can do for a person and their outlook. So I think that is a great piece of advice. And lastly, who inspires you? The kids. And I know that's like a cheesy little little thing to say, and it's what most of us are inspired by. But especially this year, uh, just the resiliency that because I do car rider line in the morning, I take temps. And the way that we do it is we put one person out to temp every single car. And I do it two days a week. I'm the person who temps. And to see them look like a whole bunch of little puppy dogs with masks hanging their head out the window, waiting to be temped. And <laughs> hey, it's fine. Or they're half asleep still shoving a Pop-Tart down their throat. Or, you know, and they're just making it that day. Or little Susie Q, and I don't have a Susie Q, we always use Susie Q as a name, but who is, you know, it's all she can do, her family, just to get her here, and it's not supportive, but she's still coming dirty as can be, and with food still on her face from last night, and she still has the biggest smile on her face, and they can get through that. That's what pushes all of us, I feel like, to be the best that we can be, and inspires us the most, because no matter 
what has happened at home, who I've had a tiff with, how much work there is to do. It just all gets wiped away in that moment of them thinking that we are the absolute best thing in the world and that we're kind of their saving grace right now, whether we know it or not. And to see all of them and to see what they have been able to overcome inspired me to be able to overcome it as an educator somehow, some way, because they're worth it. Wow. Truly, truly genuine, heartfelt advice here from Holly Fine. Holly, thank you so much. Um, This has been really fun. Well, it's been an honor. And whoever nominated and thought crazy on me should be on here. Thank you. And thank you for seeing me. And it's in every single one of y'all in Davison County. So, all right. Well, we'll talk to you later. Thank you. Folks, if you know of an educator who should be featured on the show, please nominate them by visiting bit.ly forward slash DCS Inspire. Stay tuned for more inspiring stories and advice from other educators for your Monday motivation as we close out the 2021 school year. Make it a good day and remember you too can be an everyday inspiration.